Hi, my name's Jeanette. I'm intentional in my marriage with my husband by getting up an hour earlier than we need to in the morning to have our breakfast together and start our day off either with time in the Word or praying together and just talking to each other and investing in each other's lives. So that's how we're intentional. You know, it doesn't take very much to make a difference in terms of being intentional in your marriage. All you have to do is do the next right one thing. It's the little things that make a difference. It's the little things that allow you to grow in your relationship. And here at Intentional Living, we focus on three things that make a difference. First of all, your thinking, then the words that come out of your mouth, and then the actions that you do. And that's what Intentional Living is all about. And I'll tell you what we're going to be doing today. We're going to open up the phone lines for your comments on our comment line. We've got comments ready to go. Asking the question, uh, what one thing are you doing to be intentional in your marriage? What's one thing that's making a difference to make your marriage what it should be? Give me a call on our comment line, 888-888-1717. I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. Uh, we're standing by to be a part of your life today as we're intentional for our marriage. Um, let, let's begin uh, with Kim. You know, you think about, uh, uh, the, I kind of look at marriage in terms of, before and after, you know, where you are today, maybe you're really struggling in your marriage. Maybe you feel there's no hope in your marriage. And you see these before and after pictures sometimes on television with people going on a special diet or doing something different in their life. And it gives you some hope. Well, that's what we want to share with you uh, today. So let, let me give you the before picture from one of our listeners um, about developing intentional marriage habits and the difference it's made in her life. Take a listen to Kim from Texas. Hi, Randy, and this is Kim. I'm from Texas, and I listen to your show all the time, and I've had a tremendous amount of marital problems. My husband and I, we argue a lot. We have almost went to the divorce state, and I just don't know what to do. Mm. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to find in a moment what Kim did do and the difference that it's going to make in her life that can be made in your life as well. Take a listen. I have been doing the 30-day challenge, had some marriage issues, and started just thinking that I needed to start working on myself. That was what my prayer time was, and I started working on things I could do for my marriage, one of them being hugging my husband because I'm not a very affectionate person. A second one was to start complimenting him more. And then, of course, the last one would be to look at him when he's talking to me and put down my phone. The result of all of that challenge is that he has responded amazingly and now wants to hug me, uh, compliments me, and now he does the same for me on most of these things and just does a lot of things just randomly for me. So it has worked tremendously on our marriage so I just want to thank you for everything you do, and I greatly appreciate it, and I encourage everyone to do the 30-day challenge. Amen. Hey, listen, 30 days, that's what intentional living is all about, doing the next right one thing, doing it for 30 days, and see what difference it has made. You know, over the years of dealing with couples who have ended up in divorce, I've talked to many of them later who have said, in one form or another, if we'd taken a different course, if we had done this one thing, if we'd have made this one change in our marriage, we wouldn't have been where we are today. We'd be in a different place. 
And so if that's where you are today, you're struggling in your marriage, you're convinced that the only way out is to divorce, can I encourage you, or, or maybe just to stay stuck where you are, can I encourage you to do one thing for the next 30 days? And I'd ask the question, what is that one thing that you can do and will do that would make the biggest difference in your marriage? Delilah in Arizona, what, what marriage habits are you developing that are really making a difference for you? Um, Dr. Randy Carlson is encouraging everyone to just find that one thing that we can intentionally do for our marriage or parenting. And so I just wanted to share what I do um, for my husband. The one thing that I try really hard to do is not focus on what he may be doing wrong, but rather really zoom in on what he's doing right. And even if there is something that's wrong, I look for the good in that and praise him for it and thank him for all his hard work. And I thank him for just how he takes pride in our home and in our family and in helping with children. And and as far as parenting, I do the same thing. Those very same things that I'm praising my husband for, I tell my children so that they too could appreciate him more and have a higher level of respect for him and the relationship that he and I Mm. have. Listen, there's an example, Delilah, of doing the next right one thing. I love what you say. Instead of focusing on the problems, the things that you don't like about his behavior, you start focusing on the things you do like, the things that are working. It is so easy to focus on the things that we don't like in another person. And when it leads to an attitude of unforgiveness, which frankly is sinful in our lives, but if you're going to have a marriage that's going to last a lifetime, you're going to have to focus um, on those things that uh, are making your marriage work. It's going to require forgiveness and confrontation and challenge and areas that need to be improved for sure. But if that's all we focus on, our marriages are going to be pretty empty. So what are you doing to be intentional in your marriage? Love to hear your comments. Join in today on our comment line. More standing by. We'll get on the air in a moment. 888 is our number. This is Intentional Living. Here's a question from one of our listeners. A man who said, I've said things to my wife that really hurt her. What can I do? I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. You know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 5, don't be rash with your mouth, especially before God. But it's also true before your spouse and before those that you care about. You've heard me say many times that we judge ourselves by our good intentions. But you know what? In marriage, your spouse is going to judge you by their expectations. So can I encourage you today, if you've said things to your spouse that really have hurt, to take ownership for your mouth, ownership for your words, and go to them and just simply and humbly say, I am sorry for saying that. I was having a bad day too. Will you forgive me? Consider your words in the future. When you do that, that's intentional living. Go to theintentionallife.com slash minute to get the Intentional Living Minute in your email every day. And listen, when you do, it'll come every morning early on in the day. It's a way of just encouraging you bright and early in the morning to get you uh, focused on being intentional. Uh, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. This is the Intentional Living Center. We're talking marriage today. And how have you been intentional in your marriage? What one thing has made a difference a lot of people weighing in. We're going to get to here in a moment. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Hi, my uh, suggestion would be to celebrate your um, anniversary every month. 
and make it a game to see who remembers first. My wife and I have been married for 30 years, and uh, it has to be a live voice. Um, can be on the phone, but no text messaging, tweeting, or any of that. It's got to be live, and that has helped to uh, keep our romance alive. Thanks. I think that's a great new habit, but it's going to be difficult for those of us that sometimes struggle remembering it once a year. Hello. (laughs) But I do agree. You know, sometimes it is those very little things, just like that caller said, a phone call, an email, a card, um, going out to dinner, whatever it is, making it a ritual, making it a habit, making it a tradition. We love traditions. And uh, when we do that, that's one thing you can do to build love habits in your marriage. Hi, Randy. This is Christy from Wisconsin. One intentional thing to make my husband happy, I'm making him his favorite meal, which would be ham and scalloped potatoes, and I'm throwing in a homemade peach pie. So that's one of the things I do to create spontaneity. Thanks for your program. Bye. Men are more simple than you think we are. (laughs) And uh, you're right. Thank you. For most of us, we have these favorite things that, well, comfort, you know, we we feel comfortable. And that's part of what we want in our marriage. We want to feel comfortable. But, you know, the problem is sometimes we get too comfortable. And in the process, we ignore the things that we should be paying attention to. And we pay attention to the things that sometimes, you know what I'm going to say, right? We need to ignore in our marriage. So we're talking about love habits today. I'd love to have you join in on our storyline at 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717. A study done, major university showed that about 40% of the things that we do every day are habitual habits. Uh, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not so good, let's face it. But when we can develop the kind of habits we call love habits intentionally in your marriage, it can change your life. All right, uh, let's get back to the calls. We've got JC on the line. Uh, JC, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Appreciate your call. What about habits? What are some things you're working on? Um, well, before when I would get angry, I would hold it in, um, just kind of let it build up. I wouldn't want to talk about it. Um, and my husband could always sense that something was wrong. So lately I've been working on sitting down and talking to him about how I'm feeling, even if it's something little that he wouldn't think is important. If it's bothering me, um, I'll talk to him about it. He can help me through it. And it's helped us be able to open up with each other more. So did you hold back? You just felt like it wasn't worth sharing it or wasn't that important? Yeah, or it was silly or something I shouldn't be emotional about, you know, so I would just kind of hold it in, and but then it would bug at me and I would just be grumpy the whole day and he would be like, what is bothering you? You know, and, and finally I just realized, I'll tell him and he will either just hold me if I start to cry or we'll talk through it and or he'll say, yeah, I know what you mean. That would bother me, too. Or, and what difference has it made in your marriage? Um, well, we can open up to each other more, even on a day-to-day basis. Um, little things that, you know, will be like, oh, well, that bothers me when you when you do that. Or, um, oh, that's, I love it when you do that or something. It's just easier to share those little things, and it just kind of brought us closer together, so... So you've developed a love habit to be short accounts. If you got an issue, bring it out, get it on the table, and discuss it. Yeah, yeah, and even if it's my own issue that, you know, has nothing to do with him, if it's drama with a friend or whatever, I can talk to him about it, and and, and then it's not just building up inside of me, and he's, he's able to help, so mm-hmm. it's been great. That's good. Hey, thank you, JC. It's a matter of communication. Sometimes the things we fear in our marriage 
uh, if they only knew who I really was and what I'm facing would blow up in our face. And I find often when it's shared in love about what you're concerned about, it gives an opportunity to begin a dialogue and discussion in the marriage. All right, Melissa in Michigan, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you. What have you learned about love habits and marriage? Well, actually, I've been married about 14 years, and um, about two years ago, I finally made my husband my best friend. How'd you do that? Well, it had always been my mom, and um, I didn't see anything wrong with that. It just was comfortable. She and I get along so well, and she's so easy to talk to, and she, whatever. But there was a huge connection with my husband that was missing. There were times that I would share important things with my mom and not even realize I'd forgotten to share them with my husband. And how how'd that make your husband feel? Well, I'm sure it always kind of hurt his feelings. And, you know, I think it made him resent my mom a bit. So when you'd have a concern or a problem, you're more likely to talk to your mom before your husband? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I could get out of work early, I'd want to stop at my mom's and have some tea and visit um, instead of hurrying home to my husband and kids. Um, I just I had my priorities wrong. Did she sense it too? Oh, I, she didn't mind it because actually when well, it took some counseling for me to figure this out, I, I wish I'd figured it out on my own, but when I had to let her know that I've got this wrong and it doesn't change how much I love you, but I've got to put him first now. It hurt her feelings. You know, she couldn't help it because she could feel, you know, that we were pulling apart, but it's so necessary in a marriage. What difference has it made to your marriage? It's huge. Of course, I wish I had foresight, but I don't. So I can look back and see that I never had the relationship with my husband that I should have had because he wasn't my first. Yeah. But you do now. I do. Yeah. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you learned that lesson, Melissa. That is a death wish for a marriage. It's a death wish. When you put your mom or your dad or your parents, anybody else, Above the relationship with your spouse, that's God's leave and cleave concept, right? That we hear about in Genesis chapter 2. And uh, when we allow those emotional needs to be met by anybody else, it's unhealthy and destructive. And it doesn't mean you don't care for other people and don't love other people and don't care for your mom or dad or whatever, but the priority needs to be in in the marriage. Okay, uh, let me see here. We've got Glenda in California. Welcome to the program. Hello. It says here you were married for 47 years, and 40 of those years was a Cold War. What does that mean? Well, it means we were existing together. We Neither one of us came from divorced families. We were intent on staying together, but it was like we were peering over the cliff. And there came a time, my mother broke her back, and I was away from home a long period of time. And I kept asking God, what, how, what, how do I fix this? And what I began to pray every day was to help me see my husband as God saw him and to help me love him like God loves him. And that has been such a tremendous change in our relationship. It's like we're newlyweds. It has been amazing. We're both strong-willed, but he buries his, his, you know, his will, but it's it's there. It's defiant. But mine, I, I blurt it all out. So what I'm working on now, the, the intentional part of my life now, is to not feel like I have to have the last word. And that has made such a difference when I can actually do that. So you made a decision at some point in these last seven years 
to say, I want to understand my husband, and I want to love him the way God intended me to love him. Yes, because I, you know, I, I thought that marriage was going to be, you know, the white knight and the horse and the sweep you off your feet. And if he loved me, he'd do anything to make me happy. And that's a crock. <laughs> so God has just taken me on this journey of getting to know my husband and to see things in him that I never saw in the flesh. What changes have occurred in his life as a result of this? Absolutely. He uh, he is more tender towards me. Before, it was like we just didn't even talk to each other most of the time. But now he will, uh, well, he bought me a new set of wedding rings. And the thing that made the difference to me was the fact that he had his ring resized because he had outgrown it and hadn't worn it in years. And he had it laying on top of the new set of wedding rings Christmas a couple of years ago and wrapped that up. And it just... I mean, it it just was everything. It wasn't the rings at all. It was the fact that he was saying to me, I am making a new commitment to you. Oh, wow. Good, good for him. Good for the two of you. We're hearing not only love habits today, we're, we're hearing love stories. And maybe you're listening and you're thinking, That's, that worked for them, but that never worked for me. As I've worked with couples over the years, I know it takes two in a marriage, but you alone can make a difference. If you were to make a decision right now, today, to take some of the things you've heard, other things that you know, and say, I'm going to do one thing that I haven't done in the past in my marriage for 30 days. It could be I'm not going to criticize for 30 days. And instead, I'm going to replace that with every day, I'm going to speak at least twice into my husband or wife, words of encouragement. Or for the next 30 days, you're not going to interrupt, but truly listen to your spouse. Or for the next 30 days, every day you're going to pray specifically at a set time for your marriage and your spouse. I can almost guarantee you that at the end of 30 days, maybe your spouse isn't different, but you will be. And as a result, your marriage may be different as well. Those are love habits. What one thing makes a difference? we got a lot more to get to. You're welcome to weigh in, 888-888-1717. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. And then Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, in spite of all of these things, and this is only part of it, we know that he was shipwrecked and he was put in prison. Come on now, you talk about being sick and tired, whatever it is we're facing, Paul faced more. And here's a verse for those of us, and I say this to our members today, you may be facing cancer, you may have somebody in your family that's struggling, you may be going through it in your life right now, or someone that you know and close to you, and they're just sick and tired. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Intentional living. Boy, we need it more than ever when we're feeling, what, sick and tired, worn out. Life has been pretty tough. You know, we don't have to enumerate all the issues we've been facing. And 
You know, I taught a class just over the weekend, and I was talking about the decades of life, and I was discussing how uh, we're reminded in the Psalm, Psalm 90, verse 12, that we're to have a heart after wisdom. God's not intending for us necessarily to number our days, meaning, you know, I know I'm on so-and-so day. What he means is the brevity of life. And when we do that, when we remember the brevity of life, it allows us to take every day, enjoy the day, breathe deeply in the day, experience the day for God's glory and, of course, the benefit of those around us, including ourselves. Uh, If you'd like to hear the rest of that teaching and you're not a part of the monthly membership of Intentional Living, can I encourage you to join us today? Members, you've already received it just a few days ago, mid-month, by email, both video and audio, or a CD copy that was mailed to you. But for new members, when you join us today with your monthly support, we're going to send you the monthly teaching on uh, intentional living when you're feeling sick and tired, plus the book, God Hears and Answers Prayer, a gift to you. Call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, or go to theintentionallife.com. One love habit for your marriage. What is it? Let's go to Kay in Michigan. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go right ahead. What's the love habits in your marriage? My husband um, would get frustrated and vent when he was angry. And in the beginning of our marriage, it would let that you know upset me and it would escalate to arguments. But after a while, I started just being still and being quiet and not letting his frustration and anger work me up and it made a big difference in our marriage. You chose to not respond in kind to what he would do. And what happened when you started to do that in your marriage? He would um, apologize afterwards and then we were able to talk about it. So it was more of a, you know, calm talking rather than it just changed our communication and it just made a big difference. And about how long has you have you been doing this in your marriage now? Well, we've only been married for ten years, so um, like eight years now. So it's just it's like we're adults. <laughs> <Not. Yeah. laughs> You're all grown up now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, how would you characterize your marriage today, Kay? Well, just is we both have just learned how to communicate rather than fight. And the biggest thing is it's a peaceful home for our children. And setting a better example, as soon as, even now, he still will get upset, but even now when he does, it's like, I'm just quicker to recognize it, and it's a more peaceful home environment, and we're able to, it's just a better marriage Mm. all around. Mm, That's good. Hey, thank you, Kay. Great stories. Uh, Let's see, we got time? I think we have one time for one more. Let's go to uh, Minnesota. Appreciate your call. What's your one thing for your marriage? Hello, my name is Danette. What I want to do for my marriage is to thank my husband more often and appreciate him. I find that I always want to dwell on the bad things. And uh, the other night I was talking to him and I think in my heart I really wanted to start a fight. And I asked him how he feels loved. And, you know, I guess I really wanted to tell him how I felt love. And his way of giving love is by cooking and doing a acts of service towards me and the thing is he looked so happy like a little kid saying oh I just love making you food and I love doing things for you that all of a sudden my heart was melted and I was like I can't believe I was going to pick a fight with you over I wanted you to treat me and love me in a completely different way and I found myself thanking him and telling him how wonderful I was so glad that 
I have him in my life and that he does these things for me. I just felt the Holy Spirit kind of making me realize I needed to appreciate him. And that is going to be my intention to continue to appreciate him and uh, thank him when he does, you know, any little thing for me because it just made us closer that evening. And it was, it was just a wonderful experience, at least for me. I don't think he had any idea. But, well, I guess he felt good because he was smiling. So, um, thank you for your program. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Danette. Let's say I think we can slip in Kay. Uh, let me see here. No, let's go to Kansas. Uh, I think we've got time. How, how are you being intentional on in your marriage? My name is Joe, and uh, my husband and I um, got married several years ago, got divorced shortly after, and then we found, got back together again, and I have chosen that I will never, ever give up on our marriage, and I will love him intentionally, no matter what, and even love him when he's not very lovable. I love him, no matter what. This is God's will, and I will do it. Hey, listen, thank you, Estelle, for sharing that. You know, we hear that passion in your voice. I was thinking... You know, been around a lot of weddings, and uh, sometimes these young couples are getting married. They clearly love each other, and they share their passion with their vows for each other. But you're coming back after you've been through it. You've experienced life. You know what disappointment is. You've been hurt and beat up in your marriage and ending in divorce and then saying, hey, we're going to trust God and put this thing back together for His glory. And so when you say, I mean it, <laughs> there's a sense of real conviction and permanency in that statement. And let me just say, maybe some of you listening, I'm old-fashioned enough, I believe God enough to know that some of you could uh, put that marriage back together that seems broken right now, like Estelle, but to really make it work is a priority. You know, speaking about marriage, we are committed to that marriage and living an intentional life in marriage and making our marriages work. And I'm thrilled to be able to get back on the road a little bit uh, coming up uh, in April, just a few weeks uh, from now. My wife and I and our team are going to be in Michigan, going to be at the uh, Jackson Nazarene Church called Jack's Naz Church coming up on Thursday night, April 20, for an intentional love marriage date night. We're going to have books, resources, uh, giveaways, having fun, and I'm going to be sharing with you the power of living an intentional life in Christ. Take just a just a moment to hear a clip from one of my previous conferences. Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. On our first date, I took Donna to the football game and she leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on them? My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect. The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jacksonas Church in Jackson and April 21st at Community Church Mount Pleasant. Register at theintentionallife.com. And as you heard, not only Jacksonas on Thursday night, April 20th, but the next night, Friday the 21st of April at the Community Church in Mount Pleasant, the Mount Pleasant campus, and uh, we're going to have Equal fun there. We're going to have a great time, and I'm chuckling because I always look forward in advance to sharing some things from the platform that I don't on the radio, a little more personal glimpse of our life, our marriage, our family, and also some really practical things. Here's my goal, that you're going to enjoy the evening, have a great date night, uh, be closer than you were when you come in the door, closer, more intimate, more open, and to take away one thing that will challenge you to work on in your marriage. I hope you join us. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Information on the tickets at The Intentional Life. 
www.intentionalliving.com. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.